Welcome to The Future of Insurance, the podcast that looks at technology, innovation, and the evolution of the insurance industry. The Future of Insurance is presented by Argo Group, a specialty insurance company that helps businesses stay in business. Today, we're talking about artificial intelligence and what it means for the insurance industry. Joining me today from New York is Andy Breen, Senior Vice President of Digital at Argo Group, and from Los Angeles, Joe Luxenberg, who's co-founder and CEO of Deep Current, an artificial intelligence startup that uses cloud-based neural networks to automate data entry. Argo and Deep Current have recently partnered to work on what Andy calls the original data business, because underwriting requires gathering a huge amount of data to calculate the probability of a loss. So Andy, what's the challenge of all this data for insurers? So historically that was, here's an application, please fill this in or give me these pieces of information and I'll go away and try to you know, run some models or do some kind of uh, assessment to see whether or not that uh, was done. And the insurance industry has never really agreed upon uh, much of a standard format. There's a few things out there, but really um, things come in as a pile of documents. And uh, at least we've moved from paper documents and faxes into electronic documents, but we're still getting a lot of things that are basically PDFs or, or equivalent um, to try to assess risk on. As you can imagine, that's a fairly um, laborious process for humans to basically then process it and, and put it into an appropriate model or system to assess. Um, there's errors that arise from that because people, uh, you know, doing that might, you know, type something in wrong or just, you know, make, make some sort of error doing this all the time. And this is where Deep Current comes in. Joel, define artificial intelligence and talk about how you're using it to address this massive influx of data. As far as we're concerned, you know, in a computer science kind of realm, um, artificial intelligence is any system that we can build that can see the data or perceive, you know, this environment that comes in and then make a decision based off of some training, some learning. Um, and, and so we, we kind of look at it as a three-step process here at Deep Current, where first we can augment that process of data entry. So that the actual clerks and professionals will work with our platform to improve their efficiency, accuracy, uh, like Andy was talking about. The next part is the actual machine learning, which is the fact that the more that's processed in our system, the more accurately and intelligently our, our neural networks will uh, learn that particular document and the specific anomalies and be able to properly predict and correct information that comes in. And the last piece is that eventual feature decay and autonomous process, which is where we're all going with this, which is when the neural networks have hit some sort of a critical mass and we can actually go from, from supervised learning into true deep learning um, that will inevitably allow us to decay the features and, and remove those screens and have autonomous processing in the back end um, using intelligent systems. So tell us, what's unique about the way that Deep Current approaches artificial intelligence? So we take uh, an engineering approach as opposed to um, a pure um, academic approach in, in how we're trying to solve these problems. So our goal, as I said, is to be that bridge to automation. And so we provide a platform with tools to augment the current process and have a supervised learning process where the domain experts, which are the people that Argo Group currently employs to be doing these things, actually use our tools to get rid of their errors and, and be able to process uh, information in you know, shorter time frames and you know, more robust data sets. Um, so we use you know, neural networks, which is kind of like a um, similar to the biological representation of how that brain works, where the data points are turned, I guess, in layman's terms into these neurons that can light up and represent the information that needs to be identified within um, the data set, the documents that we get. 
Uh, and then we use a machine learning process and a supervised learning process. We actually do both supervised and unsupervised learning um, so that everything that they do in our system can be applied to, to their business. Andy, there's a lot of startups in the AI space. Why did Argo choose to partner specifically with Deep Current? Yeah, artificial intelligence, big data, and the like are obviously the, the buzzwords of the day. And uh, certainly there have been a uh, myriad of, of, of startups and, and certainly large companies as well that are heavily investing uh, in this area. And it is often very difficult to sort through uh, who has a real solution versus you know some, some vaporware and some, some pretty slides and, and who's actually working on this. Uh, one of the things that attracted us to Deep Current was, as Joel mentioned, is that they're taking a very practical engineering approach to this. Uh, it's not um, something that is just academic um, or, you know, kind of it, it, with interesting kind of, you know, things that uh, produce white papers, right? It's actually something that is really at the unsexy realm of what we do, extracting uh, meaningful information out of unstructured documents and things like that. But it is so fundamental to, you know, our business, as Joel alluded to, uh, having all that metadata available, not only for the immediate use of uh, trying to help automate and speed and and reduce errors in the process that we do today of, of, of tackling a submission or a claim, but actually having that metadata available because so much of our meaningful data, whether it's internal data or external data that we can pull in, is in what I call unstructured textual data sources. So things that are just either narrative form or in some form that is just not an easy queryable database. So being able to extract that and use it for other types of downstream analyses or other types of predictions is really, really important for us. And so Joel and the team, I think, are also practical in the sense that they didn't come to us and say, hey, we've got the solution fully baked. Um, let's just you know, get you know, some of your data, train it up, and we're good to go. They said, let's work on this together. And that was really attractive to us because we have our own data scientists as well who are looking at related and similar problems. We wanted to exchange that information and be able to work together on this because this is very much in the early dawn of artificial intelligence. Um, we have a lot more that we don't know than we do know. And so we're going to you know, figure this out together by putting some of the best minds you know, and sharing information and be able to collaborate on this because you're going to be able to walk down one path that you think is really promising. You're going to hit a dead end and then you're going to need to try five other things. So we, we understand that and we're uh, willing and, and able to work that way. And Joel and team at Deep Current were also willing to work that way. So it made it attractive, not just from a technological standpoint, but also from a collaboration standpoint. And then from a technical standpoint, from what I know, you know about artificial intelligent approaches, they have a very um, smart way, which is to say, hey, we're trying out a whole bunch of different neural net and other types of techniques around doing this type of thing. And for a given document, one technique might work better than the other. And so we're just going to score it and say this one you know, works the best here and we'll apply it there. Um, we get documents, as I said, in a huge range of different forms and formats and variants. Uh, there might even be handwritten things in there as well. So to say that one single technique is going to solve all for me just means that you probably don't understand the problem that deeply or haven't you know, gone beyond scratching the surface. And so I, I knew that Joel and team had gone a lot deeper on it because of their approach. Joel, at a company like Argo, what's the relationship between the real people who are currently doing the work and artificial intelligence? We view the humans as the domain experts. So while, while artificial intelligence and, and even not artificial intelligence, while RPA, basic machine learning um, techniques, have been able to get, you know, organizations like Argo Group to, you know, 70, 80% of autonomous processes, those human beings are still required 
to bridge that gap. And so that's what we see a very unique opportunity is to practically apply these techniques and use it to learn based off of that human behavior so you can get to a true cognitive system that is able to, to make decisions and not need to disrupt uh, any organizational workflow. Andy, what's the state of artificial intelligence today and what do you see ahead? We're, we're a long ways away from what is called artificial general intelligence, which is where uh, machines, you know, have all the capabilities of humans, including, you know, sentiment analysis, emotion, high order analysis and thinking, you know, those types of things. We're still working on the micro problems, right? As we talked about, um, fairly valuable but uh, unsexy type of thing of extracting data out of documents. So it's actually right now, I'd say it's the state of things where it's really inefficient in one way or another for humans to be doing this. So instead of having a bunch of people rekeying information from you know, a document into a system, which as we talked about um, you know, is costly, but also leads to a lot of errors, this is something where you know, these repetitive tasks and things like that um, can really be done a lot better you know, by machines, but we have to have machines that are not just rule-based uh, because you know, these documents can be, you know, as I mentioned, highly unstructured, and so they have to be more probability-based. And so that's where the challenge comes in that we don't know with these black box systems, you know, we don't know what's going to come out of them. They're not predictable in all cases, and so you have to spend a lot of time you know, just training them and getting them up. And then the second part, is how do you actually inform a human when the system says, well, I got this piece of information, but I'm not 100% confident, you know, it's correct. I need you to, you know, help, uh, you know, supplement or tell me what it is so I can learn from that and still figure out what the experience and the interface is because I think it's kind of unprecedented in, in, in computing and user experience design um, how you basically indicate to a user that, you know, I, I have a confidence on a scale of zero to 100 and what that means for what their action is. So you take humans from people just, you know, typing at keyboards and, and entering information to being more decision makers, which is where we should be positioned relative to these systems today, but conveying, you know, the information properly so they can make the right decisions. Andy, Joel, thanks so much for talking today. And we look forward to checking back with both of you in a year or so to see how things have evolved. You've been listening to The Future of Insurance from Argo Group. To learn how your business can leverage technology to transfer risk, go to argolimited.com 